And we're back out of the rough golf. It's been a while, approximately like two and a half months. We're back like the PGA. Yeah, we're back like major season. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's time, boys. In fact, we didn't come back until there was a major. Yeah, we said we were going to come back sooner, and we didn't <laughs> come back. Yeah, we didn't come back because there wasn't really a whole lot that made us want to come back and talk about. It was exciting when it came back, considering that we hadn't had golf in four and a half months or whatever it was. I mean, it was not that long. But Sports period, though. Yeah, I mean, it had been a while, and you get hyped. But then you realize that, like, once you get used to it again, you're like, these actually haven't been that amazing of tournaments. They've yeah. been okay. Um, but speaking of those tournaments, I, I think it before we jump into the PGA, which will happen a little bit later... Just a quick recap of the restart since we've came back. Uh, Colonial had the strongest feel it's had in forever. Um, Daniel Berger ended up winning it. Yeah, the boy D B straight vibing, straight <laughs> vibing. <laughs> um, yeah, you know he had a wrist injury and that kept him out of the game for a while. And you can definitely see that he's not feeling anymore because he's back to kind of the form that we saw from him in like 2016. Um, so he's got that wrist hinge like DJ. Yeah, he does have a very unorthodox backswing and mm-hmm. at the top. I wonder if that played in part on his on his injury. Maybe, you but we haven't really seen DJ yeah. have issues with his wrists. I'm talking about DB straight Mostly vibing. just with his ability to walk downstairs. <laughs> that booger sugar. Um, jumping from there, we went to the Heritage where Ryan's boy Webb took the victory. My guy. Um it's hard to argue with his format restart. It looked like he picked up right where he left off from before. He's been looking solid pretty much all of this year. Yeah, um, I bet on Abe Answer to get a top 10 on that at Heart Heritage, and it won me some money. Abe Answer, also my boy. <laughs> Not trying to dive into uh, <laughs> yeah, fantasy cool. too early. Um, you're just going to flex wherever you possibly had a decent pick and, and gambling for the entire podcast throughout this. <laughs> just every single $26 <laughs> on Abe Answer. <laughs> How'd it go this past week, Dave? Um, Not so great, I don't think. <laughs> nah, it didn't go that great. I bet on Webb for a top 10 and Roy for a top 10, and neither of them paid out for me. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> go, and go now ahead. for Dave's gambling advice. <laughs> <laughs> and from Heritage, we went to Travelers where DJ won it um, and then promptly just fell apart for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally, um, his back fell apart. And then the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, yeah, straight to Rocket Mortgage, where Bryson, big boy DeChambeau, um, took a win against a fairly weak field in Detroit. Yeah. Wolf was in, in contention. He kind of blew fairly it. Fairly weak I, field I, I in think Detroit. all the fields are stronger than they have been in past years, but still not. That was probably not the least really impressive. that one, just because that was right when everyone started taking their time off again, because yeah. everyone wanted to play all those. The uh, next stretch. Yeah, they didn't want to play a fourth event. Uh, and then straight into the next kind of weak field event, um, well, the workday where Colin Morikawa yeah. won for uh, kind of the warm-up for the memorial. Um, it was the same course. That, that was my point. Um, <laughs> uh, but obviously still played great. Um, he beat JT in a playoff. Um, we'll talk about JT here in a minute as well. <laughs> um, 
And then from there, we stay on the same course, and John Rahm won the Memorial, where he was able to grasp hold of the number one player in the world. Um, one full we'll, week. Oh, it wasn't easy, one week. It was two easy, weeks. Easy, easy, guys. <laughs> We're going to get to that. Plus, I have time allotted for this discussion. Okay, good. Um, from there, we jumped to the 3M, where uh, Matt Wolf was defending his 3M uh, championship from the year prior, where he beat Bryson DeChambeau in a playoff with Colin Morikawa. Kind of a same slew of guys that are being talked about right now. Um, where Michael Thompson took it. Cool story. Hadn't won in fucking who knows how long. Well, I mean, yeah. everyone knew. They kept talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say. They made um, it had been a long-ass time, which is cool. Good for him. And he's got job security. And he's just, you know, um, probably a lot happier than he was during that struggle, grinding journey. Kind of the style. first no random name. All year. Yeah, honestly, well, for since sure. the restart, for sure. Yeah, I mean, probably... The last kind of what you'd call like a random name would have been, I think, um, Andrew Landry at the the Palm Springs event. Mm. Yeah. Where they play the many courses. Yeah, they play three different courses because of daylight savings. It like hadn't been triggered yet. Literally the only thing that they can do to make it work. But yeah. I can't stand you it. You and Brand both continue. Yeah, that's such a weird it. clip it's so to weird. die on. It's like I would just understand. rather than have <laughs> Ten people in the field. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <play> one course. <laughs> um, okay, and then jumping to the latest event that ha- that finished yesterday, which was a St. Jude, where JT took it. Um, pretty decent restart in terms of people who are winning. Names are getting involved, um, but it was just. I think it was just boosted because we hadn't had golf in so long. For so sure. I don't think it, it was as great as we were. It feels like now, but it's just good to have golf back. Yeah, totally agree. I would say I think the workday was actually the most fun to watch of all of those with Morikawa and JT kind of in a boat race at the end. Like I enjoyed and, that and event. Hovland. And Hovland right there in the mix. Like that was three sticks playing at the end. You didn't have, you know, random names. We had good golf. That was my favorite event to watch since we restarted for sure. Um I liked the Charles Schwab, I think, a lot just because it was the first tournament back and it was kind of the first event where we got to see Bryson go crazy with the driver and stuff. Yeah, that's true. And he was just like carrying corners and and it was crazy. But well, yeah, I mean, Bryson was big boy Bryson before the COVID stuff hit, too. Yeah, like, but he kind of yeah. upped it a little bit after after like quarantine. I think the shit. media machine had time to up it. I think th- I think they had the time off. Like, what what store are we gonna run with? Right. Which I think transitions nicely into basically the biggest thing about the restart hasn't been the actual restart. It's been the stories that have been going on with the restart, which has been primarily Bryce and DeChambeau yes. being absurd in so many different ways, becoming absurdly huge, becoming absurdly long, being an absurd force on the tour right now. While also just behaving absurdly. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to begin. We can work backwards where he was complaining about fire ants, about being an, an, an endangering animal for him. Or yeah. like a, I a thought he was trying. I thought he was saying it was a burrowing animal. No, right? so burrowing animal is a different rule. Which and actually it's... was what Brooks took. He's like, oh, embedded ball. And he pulled it out of the fescue before a rules official could even come over. He's like, look at the ball, the dirt. And I'm like, you can't. Do that. Are you talking about weird. when he hit it long, through, like uh, long right, and he he took took the drop in the fescue? Is this on Sunday or Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, no, it was a little bit. I guess we're transitioning here, but it was kind of weird. If I'm asking for embedded ball, I guarantee if we're three playing together, I I'm see not it. the one picking that ball up. <laughs> like, there's a zero percent chance I grab like, it. Look at the dirt on it. And like, hey, look, it's dirty. Yeah, and he was fidgeting down there with it for a while as well so you're just like is he just like rubbing it in the yeah. dirt or 
I mean, Brooks has strange. never. There's been no allegations against Brooks like cheating in the past, but at the end of the day, like nobody gets a free pass. That yeah. to me, that's a little shysty. It was bizarre. But to circle back to Brooks and Bryson, there was a. There's a little bit of a rivalry going on here. They're tossing <laughs> shit back and forth, and it feels like they want kind of this little bit of head-to-head. I and mean, it's gone. It's kind of started last year at the PGA, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I Bryson would put a lot like, of... They were talking about his pace of play, and Bryson was like, come talk to me in person or whatever it was. <laughs> Brooks is like, and, gladly. And yeah. then he did, and I think that was the inciting event which led Bryson to become huge. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little scared. Yeah, a little the bully bit picks on you enough, you hit the gym. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a strong chance that that had a little bit to do with it. But, uh, you know, Brooks made fun of him a little bit at the St. Jude about how, like, he was talking to his caddy kind of term. He's like, oh, there's an ant on my ball. And he's like, like, what? He's like, I'm just kidding. It's it's not on the ball. Um, And Bryson has been kind of a hot fervor recently with his kind of antics with the rules officials at the memorial and – I mean, making a 10 on a par five is it was just obviously we've all been there. <laughs> we have all been there. Um, him getting into a brand like he's, he's having his brand hurt by a cameraman following him while he's kind of losing his shit in a bunker um, and he's following him too close after it. Uh, and then his caddy also got in front of a camera yeah, too to try. to. Oh, yeah. They learned after, a lesson after for the, the next ten, week. They after yeah. the 10 on the par five. Yeah. Um, so. Bryson's just been kind of in the mix of the kind of mainstream discussion for all of the restart, both because of, you know, entertainment value with how he's been playing and also just kind of the random shit that he says, like the guy's convinced he's going to be living to 140. (laughs) So, I mean, straight out of Talladega night shit. So (laughs) he's obviously fun and entertaining to watch and be absurd, but I'm, I'm rooting against the guy. Absolutely. (laughs) As I stare laser beams at I was going to say, Dave has been on the fence. Where are we? Where do we stand on the Bryson train? Uh, I mean, I when did I say I was kind of off the boat? There was one. It was when he it, allegedly and looks like he was cheating by patting down the rough behind his ball on the yeah. same way he made a 10 on. Yeah, yeah, that was it. We didn't even talk what? about that. Yeah, I was going to leave it to being that the reason that you yeah. oh, were yeah. following him. I was letting you kind of mm-hmm. Yeah, all I could remember is there was a certain point where I was like, okay. like It's a little scummy. I... It's I've like been trying behind to... Bryson for the whole time, and I've liked like whenever he, whenever I first saw him at the Masters when he was an amateur, and like they were talking about how he played one length clubs and all that, I liked it. I liked his idea behind how to play and shit, and I still do. I think it's a cool idea. Maybe not perfect, but I think it's a cool idea. But yeah, I mean, he's slowly fucking just kind of I don't know. You can't knock the results. He's clearly a very talented golfer. Clearly what he's doing is working to an extent. Yeah. Um, I think the argument around the one lengths, which I think have a lot of compelling compelling aspects to them, I think the control that he has out of his long irons with shorter shafts is really, really um, impressive. But I, you can see it being a detriment to his wedge game. Uh, the wedge thing just does not make sense to me. I, I fully, like, I, I get nine through three if you want to do it I, I can understand that but like i cannot imagine having a six iron around the greens like that it none of that it's a seven iron isn't it dave it's not a, i i don't know at this either point, way man um it, they say six so much so it might be six <laughs> yeah. i don't know literally everyone says six six um yeah. 
I mean, right, yeah. I understand the philosophy behind it. He sure. wants a singular swing for all of his irons yeah. and wedges. Um, I think the physics aren't on his side when it comes to the wedges because I think they just in general demand a different approach to how you're hitting the ball and how it's going to be interacting with the turf and the uh, attack angles. Um, so, I mean, but he's clearly put more thought into this than I have, but sure. it just seems like the general consensus amongst the golf community is that it's compelling from, you know, seven iron up yeah. versus seven iron down. Well, I mean, you it, it's at least once around on TV we're getting a, how does it go that far? From a wedge shot where he's got 85 yards. I mean, you. I think that's more to do with how far he's hitting it. Was it was right probably, now yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't. It, you, didn't, you didn't hear him say that as much like when he wasn't massive. That's true. It is. I feel right. like his it's irons relevant. were much more dialed than. Yeah. Like, I think he's pretty much honed into like, I'm going to become the best driver of the golf ball on tour and the longest. Um, And is the rest of his game's kind of taking a. A backseat, I guess. I don't, yeah. Uh, I mean, to be honest, like, I don't even want to completely throw the one length irons underneath the bus when it comes to the wedge game. At the end of the day, you're, it's pretty easy to see a correlation between wedge performance and driving distance. Whatever people are working true. on to lengthen their driver, it seems to be a detriment to their wedge game. You true. saw it with Rory, you're seeing it with Bryson. And for a long time, a lot of guys just didn't quite have the tack sharp wedge game. I don't know if it comes down to I mean, to the DJ as well. And then he spent yeah. a lot of time honing in his wedges and, and the same thing for rory though too mm -hmm. so yeah so you know clearly when you're working on kind of counterbalancing it um it kind of fucks up the other side of it sure um you know he's gonna win more like he, this is gonna work for him like yeah. it's it, it's it's how you're gonna get results on the pga tour you know bomb and gouge will continue to be an extremely effective way to getting good results on the pga tour if we continue to value the same things out of golf courses sure. and we keep going to the same kind of soft long you know just like harding park <laughs> we will get to that as well um but yeah i see bryson winning one one two more times this year um, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. If he plays a bit of the fall. Because um, we are nearing, honestly, nearing the end of this yeah. thing. We're in August, um, which is unfortunate. Um, just to kind of jump back to yesterday, you know, JT took the win. I mean, it's hard to argue with this kid's form right now. He's won three times this season. Yeah. Um, so, like, fuck, man. He is really goddamn good. I know that's no surprise to anybody. Right. I just think we might even underestimate how good he is. Oh, shit. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> Nailed I, it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was leaning towards a nice and then transitioned. Nailed, Nailed it. it. <laughs> that's Kansas for you right there. Um, no, I think JT has elevated himself to a place that really only – Rory's been of recent where he's in the mix every weekend. Like top five is almost expected from yeah, what he's doing I mean, right now. And he's had some recent runner ups too. Cause he yeah. lost to Morikawa. I mean, he's always kind of playing with those final groups. Right. And the, th the fact of the matter is, is that he is now the third fastest in the history of golf to reach 13 wins. Yeah. It's tiger and Jack before him. So rare air for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think this is also <clears> – I don't think anyone wants to hear this, but JT is a better golfer than Spieth. Yes. And I mean that, like, holistically. Yes. 
I'm ready to field any sort of disagreements on this because I'm, I know I think in popular opinion people will say that like no when Spieth is on like form like he's a better golfer than than JT, and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say no JT is a better golfer than Spieth. I mean, I think this is an argument that's been going on since they were kids. I was going to say, yeah. I, I know. They're going to the forever brother be coupled. Always in the same way prevails. that you know, Morikawa and Hovland and Wolf will be kind of coupled together in a conversation, those two, probably more deservedly so, will be coupled together because yeah. they're best friends and you know they had the pedigree through college and just I generally mean, how it, they've been it, blazing it. But it, You can go back and forth about it all day, I guess. Um, I think it's j- definitely like recency kind of biased since Spieth has been playing badly. Um, let's not forget he has three majors. I know. Yeah. Let's not forget who he is and how he can shape the ball when he's on and how he can play in all sorts of conditions. And I'm saying that's the exact same. I think everything that Spieth can do, JT can do, though. The yeah. only thing maybe being that I Spieth... I just don't know if he's the artist that Spieth is. I would I would argue that he is just as much the artist. The only thing that I think that Spieth has that he doesn't is that Spieth does have a gear in clutch moments, especially on the greens that I haven't seen I was JT say, do. The putter is the only thing. I but mean, G- this, he at, did just make a fifty-four day, putter. Yeah. putter. <laughs> well, I'm talking worked. I, yeah, we I, haven't I, seen it from him in majors. Yeah, yet. yeah. But yeah. to kind of finish the rest, of his, like, JT historically hasn't performed up to his ability in majors i think that's going to change because i think it's been a confidence thing for a long time i think kind of coming up behind spieth in his shadow a little bit did kind of like wilt him for these moments sure but i think he's kind of rising to that challenge and just to kind of like i think when it's all said and done jt will have more majors than spieth when they're both done i think he'll have more wins than spieth when it's all done i think that's a fair I mean, and if I was pressed to put a number on it right now, I think JT will have six majors, maybe seven. That's a big number, but it, I mean, I, I don't Maybe's disagree. I think the kid's a Spieth. stick. What do you what What do you think for Spieth? I think Spieth will have double digits. Hmm. It's a long term. I already want to make a bet on it, but it's such a long. Yeah, I was gonna bet. say t- we can pay it off in twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> I I unfortunately. <laughs> Just think it's going to get harder and harder to it win is. majors because the depth is continuing to deepen. Jordan yeah. just always has the Masters. Like, I know, like, it, he's only won there once, but he has magic there. Do you don't think JT has magic in him at Augusta? As a, He's 25. I don't like the argument for JT at Augusta just because he's re- historically never really played that well there. But the thing is, is that, like, I honestly just I mean, don't Jordan think Jordan should have had the lowest score ever there. Like he missed a short ass putt that he should have made. The thing is, I don't even think we've, I don't think JT has ever been himself at a major. No. And I think he still has one by not even being himself. So if he just plays the normal way he plays on tour at majors, it's going to, it's yeah. going to happen. And we know it's not because the course conditions are too tough for him. He clearly has a game to play anywhere. Right. He's won across all sorts of different courses. He obviously can rise to the moment when he needs to. He'll tap into his normal JT self. Like the greatest golf shot I've ever seen on TV was his three wood approach at the U.S. Open on Sunday. Like it was fucking insane. Like the craziest shot I've ever seen on TV. Aaron Hills. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking unreal. Like shots. Like I would put it up against shots that Tiger's put up. Like did it in his prime. Like it's freaking insane. And he makes a putt too. So like he's got it in him. Like, he just has to channel those moments more effectively on a more routine basis. And I think Spieth is 
looked and looked. He also I, has that hole out at the Mexico match. Or yeah, Mexico he lost WPC. in a playoff to Phil. Though. I know, but that was still cool to make yeah. the playoff. He has that ability to tap down and do sure. shit like that. The stuff where you know only elite guys can do. Yeah. Rory did the same thing. He holed up from a fairway to go into a playoff. Jordan to... holed out to beat Berger out of the bunker. That's just something that comes to mind that he, you know. Yeah. Um, but to kind of, kind of circle back. Jordan, the go get that Greller hole too. Was a long putt at the Birkdale event. I know it's it wasn't just a like. Hole out. I mean, he holed the it's putt out. Clutch putt, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I said earlier, though. Is that like, that's something that Spieth clearly has shown gear. that he does yeah. that no JT hasn't um, on major on a major platform. But the thing is, is that Spieth routinely has got his most accomplishments during a very accelerated time period. Most <laughs> of his wins are within like a two-year span, and most of his majors are within roughly a two-year span: 2015 and then 2017. Yep. And yeah, he gets hot. He's just heating he's up again. Streaky. Is he heating up again though? Because yeah. I think there's a chance. Like, and look, I love Spieth. He's in my wolf pack, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and look, if JT and Spieth are coming down the stretch at a major, I don't know who I'm rooting for. Like, I they're yeah. that close to me in the sense of like who I like. You better be rooting for Spieth. I'm I'm a JT fan all the way in that matchup, a thousand um, percent. But what it comes down to is that like. I don't want this to be construed as like I just like JT more than Speed, and that's why I'm saying this. Right. I just it the data isn't on our side that Speed is coming out of this thing anytime soon. Mm-mm. And golf isn't a data game. You can have fucking you can something can just click. And then you, you can can't use Speed's data to say that he's going to be a great player going forward. The data shows he's I'm not three using majors. his data, data fully. I'm using him and his game. I see his game heating up. You right see now. his game right now, and it looks like absolute has, dog shit. He has glimpses of the old. <laughs> Not really. He's playing. He's decent playing golf, fine. He's playing. My point is like he's blasting off the tee out of bounds, like he has been for the last two years, and it's still a problem. And he ha- suffered from some really gnarly three putts. Spieth is not dog shit at golf. No, he's fine. But he definitely, to me, he doesn't. I, I'm not picking him to win Augusta this year. <laughs> like he doesn't look like he's just around the corner of a major. Um. The, the the point being is that I think the consistency that JT has shown over the last six years, seeing as he has won for the last six years in a row, and a lot, um, that shows that he has a he has a much higher floor than Spieth does. Um, and people are say, well, JT hasn't hit his cold streak yet. I'm like, if he hasn't hit it now, is he gonna ever? Is he gonna have a DJ career where he wins every goddamn year? Yeah. And my, I'm leaning toward he's a DJ, but I think he's going to have more majors than DJ. Yeah. Um, the, the the other thing being is that since Beast's last win at Burkdale in 2017, JT has won nine times. Right. He's a freak, man. He's a beast. He's an absolute beast. And a lot of people aren't going to hear it, well, like to hear it, but... I think he's gonna. I think he's a better golfer than Spieth, and I yeah. think he's gonna have more wins and majors than him at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't think he's done this year. I would not be surprised for him to win again this year. Um, majors, we could talk about. I don't know about that, but I think this is a good time to transition into the majors conversation, and um, we could just start by um, discussing who we picked earlier back in February for each of these majors. Well, one second. I'm uh, making a bet right now. 
This is JT at Augusta. He's I guarantee it. No, this no, is No, you can't bet against someone not winning. This is uh or bet for someone this not is, winning. Let me clock in my bet for Ricky to win the PGA. Mm. Oh, how things have changed. And we <laughs> are in. <laughs> I mean, right. I always bet on Ricky every major. Oh, that wasn't like a no, that, I was that, saying I was saying like sarcastically. No, like, he of wasn't. Course, you're yeah, always no. betting for. Uh, Ricky yeah, to I win. can see Bovada. We're here. <laughs> Are we not supposed to say Bovada? I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, we're locked in. So, to recap, major picks uh, for the Masters. Dave chose Ricky, kind of tied up with what he had here, but he also chose Rom, which. <laughs> I don't get how you can choose two people. He didn't really. It's easy. You, you didn't. You didn't play by the rules. You, you, you didn't play by the rules. It's called predictions. Hedging. You choose one person that you think you predict is going to win, but you couldn't seem to do that. And then jumping to the PGA, Dave chose Webb, but he oh, also wrong. chose Morikawa. Oh. <laughs> so he hedged it again. Yeah. Um, but he was very sure about his U.S. Open pick. He didn't hedge it. He just knew for a fact that it was going to be Phil. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Um, <laughs> who, who that, time, but that was also back when I thought it was on his birthday weekend. Everything was, and he had up. also declared 50. at that point that he would not take an exemption. Yes, which he still does need. Correct. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Regardless, so, and I believe I, the I whole called, but I didn't think he was going to call for it. COVID yeah. fucked the whole thing up because it had to have been on his fiftieth birthday weekend. Oh. He still. Didn't oh. even qualify. Yeah, for but him. he could have had a bunch of tournaments to qualify up to that point. But COVID fucked that. Whatever. You're going to use COVID as an excuse. I yeah, of course take, I am I because it, it fucked it. Okay. okay. It's not his birthday. You're going to blame anymore. John Rahm not being number one in the world still for COVID, too, somehow. I wasn't going to go there with the COVID, no. <laughs> um, the the Open, Dave chose Ricky. Mm. And then, Good year for Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Ricky, Ricky, as far as Dave's concerned, is going to be just snagging all of these. Um, unfortunately, there is two. no, unfortunately, there is no open this year, which is a, a gut punch for, for all of us. Um, it is the best. Major. I said Ricky for the open. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then jumping to my picks for the masters, I chose Rom. Um, before we go on this rabbit hole, I think this is the appropriate time to let's, let's speak a little bit about Rom guys. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, a couple pods back, you know, we had a discussion about Rom possibly ascending to number one in the world. Um, I said it was possible. I said that he could achieve such a thing. Um, Dave felt that it was also very likely and probably almost definitively that he would hold the number one spot in the world for longer than anybody else this year. Um, that could still happen. Mm-hmm. So that being said, um, I think a quote I would like to pull out of that pod is, I think once Rom gets number one in the world, he's not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> That came from Dave. In his defense, he did not play at the most recent event. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he, he did. did. He played the St. Jude. Yeah. He played like so he Rom promptly held yeah. that number one in the world for one tournament, of which he didn't attend. <laughs> um, and then uh, he promptly lost it at the following event to JT. Um, 
He literally held the number one spot in the world for one competitive event he didn't attend. And uh, I said in that pod that, yeah, John Rahm could achieve number one in the world. <laughs> but I believe it would be for a brief flash. You also didn't necessarily think it was going to be this year, though. Yeah, I did. I said he could quite possibly take number one in the world this year. Regardless of all of that, I said it would be for a brief flash. And boy, was it <laughs> brief. It's not over yet. That being said, not a great look for the he old He can day. still hold it for longer than anyone this year. He would requ- he, it would require he him. He can win this week and take it right back. He, it would require him to re- get it back quickly and then having it for just about the entirety of the rest of the year. Possible. Anyway. Um, <laughs> These are all things that are possible. Ah, that deserved being called out. Um, on to the rest of my major picks. Uh, for the PGA, I chose Brooks. Um, honestly, not st- still not a bad pick considering how bad his knee was, and he looked pretty good this past week. And we're going to a, a to a to a uh, major venue that may not necessarily hand it to him, but I you know he can win anywhere. It's a good venue for him. And this is a three peat, yes. It is. It is a three peat. That would be cool to see that for would be sure. Pretty cool. Um, the U.S. Open, I have chose. I had chose Rory McIlroy at the time. You know, he hasn't been great since the restart. Um, he's he doesn't look like who he was at the beginning of the year. Um, can he get it back together? I think he can, but only time will tell. The Open, I had Xander chosen for it. Um, kind of a sore spot because I have an ongoing bet with Brandon that Xander will have. A major this year and we still have to figure mm-hmm. out how we're going to deal with the replacement because yeah. Yeah, I think I should get four major tries. I think the fairest is to give me next year's open as well but we'll see. Um, moving to Ryan's picks he and I both chose Rom for the Masters for the PGA you chose JT and he literally just yeah, won just which it's honestly like look I don't subscribe to the thing that like if you had just won you're not going to do well the next week. Um, I do for people that haven't won before, and they're just like parting their asses off. But I'm not sure if you guys saw JT after he made his winning putt. It looked like he still like had holes to play. He, he, he was, was just like standing there, just like, I just want to watch. Yeah, it. like he just yeah. wasn't even phased. I think COVID helps with that too. There's not that much you can no go and do right now. Really. You know, you're like, yeah. cool. I just like go ahead and put that money in the bank. I'm going to go ahead and fly on to the next event. Like, At least everyone else like cracked a smile since the restart yeah well and he showed a lot of emotion in that playoff with morikawa and i think he kind of took some heat is bones caddying for him at the pga i think yes he is yeah jimmy johnson is still dealing with some i wonder if he wins (laughs) the pga (laughs) with bones what's gonna happen with old jimmy Yeah, Bones has got a TV job, man. He's going back to TV. I can tell you right now, if he's on a perennial All Star, you know, a kid who might be the face of the of the tour going forward. Yeah, I mean, you're hopping off of a long time bunch of wins with Phil, and then get hopped on with JT. But he does. He's had two knee replacements, right? Yeah, yeah. But fuck it, man. So much money. What if he made 180 G's this week? Somehow Bones ended up being able to have a golf cart. (laughs) (laughs) The first exemption. John Daly would throw a fit. Yeah, that's what would happen. John Daly got his exemption last year at the PGA. Just not at the Open. The Open said you can fuck off. Yeah, (laughs) which I respect. Yeah. Um. So I mean, 
if Tiger's fighting through back issues by walking 72 holes and he's still having issues and he's still doing it, John Daly can fuck off. The royal and ancient has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> um, your U.S. Open pick, do you remember who it was? I do not. I don't remember any of these picks. It was Tony Finau. Oh, man. I mean, he's been playing decent he golf. He played good golf. He just has been kind of wilting yeah. when he has. He Somehow he gets to Sunday and forgets how to play golf a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he. Kind of on brand. Yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of fee now. Right. But, I mean, it might it's work still for in him. play. Yeah, he's he there. Do, he's he got a chance. I think he's going to win, like, a bunch of Puerto Rico Opens. Like, <laughs> though, no, not, like, that. literally that event, but, like, that kind of, oh. like, <laughs> level of event. I mean, it doesn't get much smaller than that. But no, I was it's say an the, opposite the John field Deere event. Next yeah, year. I know. Like, yeah, he'll be like the John Deere kind of guy, like Houston Open when it was a tournament. Like, he's more talented than that, though, right? Like Zurich, I could see him winning a Zurich with the team. Wait, you, do you say John Deere? No, I said, I said Houston John Deere. Open. You said John Deere. Yeah. yeah, John Deere though, same caliber. Yeah. Okay, two of Spieth wins are John Deere's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just saying, guys. Let's just yeah. keep things in context. Like strength of field. He also has three majors. Let's not <laughs> yeah. forget about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Finau's gonna win. He's gonna win. He has to. Um, is he? Yeah, gonna, he's gonna win. Is he gonna, <laughs> is he gonna win the U.S. <laughs> Open? Um, maybe. Probably not. Possibly. He could. Never say just, never. He's got the distance Look, and the strength exactly. to get out of the rough. But is he gonna hone up? The driver like I Bryson, like is that his new thing? Like I'm gonna smack the driver. Like no, I kind of hope no, not. He doesn't have. <laughs> he yeah. does not need that. No, he doesn't. But no, I think I, that only hurts I his don't, already sporadic game. I don't think he has the courage. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> no, he, I, yeah. he really doesn't go for it. He he doesn't have the fire to try to go super low. He doesn't. He he clearly looks to kind of whenever he has the opportunity to take his foot off the gas, he does it. Like, he doesn't try to just boat race the field away. He tries to find out, like, what is the bare minimum to eke out a win? And then he ends up finding out that someone else had a lower bare minimum or a higher bare minimum. I, If I could massively speculate, he was probably very long and very talented from a young age and played with a bunch of guys that said, Tony, you don't need to do all that. Dial it back, hit your greens, make your putts. And he's just been trained to to be overcaught because he still does get in trouble. I think it's more than physical, though. I think it's mentality. I think he doesn't have like the killer instinct that he needs to actually gut out a win on like in a strong field. Yeah, I think his Puerto Rico Open win was very much like, oh, I just realized that my third gear is faster than all of these. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I'm just coasting. I I was coasting, not thinking about it. I just won an event. Like, you can't do that in the harder events. No question. Um, the only guys that can really coast into a win in like hard PJ Tour events are the pinnacle dudes. So I don't even know who that is. That's Rory. Yeah, I don't even know that Rory's coasting into wins anymore. But it's yeah, he won the Canadian Open like by eleven shots. Yeah, and that was a decently strong field. Yeah, yeah. last year. Um, I don't know if it was eleven shots or not. I but don't know. It seems like a lot, but it's possible. I mean, t- and then Tiger won the U.S. Open at Pebble by twelve shots. So yeah. I was there. Some people have some 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 gears that other people don't yeah um but yeah so those were our picks and so going into looking at the pga um we're gonna go ahead and say dave you know primary pick was webb simpson um i would say my primary pick was morikawa well we'll go back you can go back and listen and you didn't think of morikawa until 30 (laughs) minutes later and you went with webb 
from the jump. Like it was like it was the quickest pick that you had made. You were like, Web. <laughs> Web. Lock it in. Unless I think of someone else. And then you thought of Morikawa. Like, well, also Morikawa's got a chance as well. And it was just it became a theme for you, was just basically hatching all of your picks. I mean, I think those two have a good chance. But you can't condition it now because Morikawa has won this season and you have just more confidence than right now. Yeah. Considering Webb has won the season too. Then why are you so strong in Morikawa right because now? Because the course is kind of a second. I mean, they're both suited for it well, but I feel like his little cut's going to work well. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I still think Brooks can win it. I, I don't mind my pick still. I, I am concerned with how bad he was playing for a stretch there. He was missing some cuts. He wasn't looking good. But it looks like he found something um, recently, and so I think it's going to be all right. He put yeah. on those shoes that he won a bunch of majors in, too, this <laughs> past week. Yeah. If you didn't notice. And maybe that's all it was. His shoes were bothering his knee. Those shoes he, just he had designed to the right with shoes. Nike that but were he's his. wearing like... those tie-dye new <laughs> so, Peace Love SF edition shoes now. So they're different shoes. We'll see if he's wearing them. We will see. I suppose. <laughs> um, if and then, he has those shoes that hide the laces or don't have laces or whatever, that I, I don't like them. But uh, those are the ones he wore when he won last year. So we'll see. It's like, <laughs> you know, maybe going to a putter you like or something. Like it just is like, oh, I won a lot in these shoes. Now I'm going to win again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and then you chose JT to, uh, for the PGA. I think it's... Still, it still stands. <laughs> yeah, I still feel good about it. I don't think he hmm. was that gassed from this past no. week. I think he's. All I right. think it'll be just fine. And he's got bones on his bag. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as caddies are concerned, how much do we think a a good caddy actually enhances a player's performance? A couple shots around. Yeah. Around. I think a couple, a couple shots, shots around. I don't think it's more than like one. So you think? Game. I think eight that, strokes. Are affected by someone's. I think, like in a given round, there's definitely some shots. Like, damn, I'm glad that I listened to the caddy. Like, yeah, but if I everyone has a caddy. I mean, like a good caddy versus an average caddy on tour. How much does that? Oh, matter? I thought you were asking just like a caddy in general, like for them. Strokes gained on the field. A good caddy, like a versus great caddy, like Bones versus caddy? versus just like a normal caddy. I don't know. I bet he saves you a shot a day. I'll give you a shot a day. Four strokes because he's Bones. Yeah, and, and I mean. Th- that could be as simple as just calling out the wind or like doing just something little. Like I, I'm not necessarily saying that he also, sees four shots a weekend better than imagine JT's how like many courses he's played in. Like, like it's just like Phil, like he, him and tiger, they've played a bunch of courses. They have like the course knowledge, like right. bones even more so. Cause he's a caddy and does all the research and stuff. Like he's just got so much knowledge of all the courses that they cycle through. But yeah. hmm. I mean, that's that's literally as much as one putt you saying, hey, man, I think it's a ball. It's not left edge. That That's yeah. what one stroke a day is. See, I think the biggest impact that a veteran caddy like him would have on a player is actually more mental than it is sure. the actual game out there. I yeah. think Bones probably has a far more intimate knowledge with how you need to kind of talk to and pump up and kind of facilitate their best abilities out there on the course i think that would only apply to phil for bones though like how you talk to phil and how you facilitate around for phil could be really really different than how you do that with jt i would agree but i think there's a lot of universal principles sure i I don't disagree with that Um, i mean it's pretty much only saying good things you know but certain guys like being talked to different ways but i mean it goes back to suck (laughs) 
Well, you're never so, going to hit this shot, I mean, you motherfucker. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised that someone that Brooks would like to hear. Like, yeah. oh, you're not good enough. Right. And then he has to yeah. prove you're wrong. Like the MJ yeah. mentality or whatever. Like yeah. trial by fire. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing being is that I think a lot of it really comes down to how a player kind of needs their guy to be. Like, look, like I would hate to be Greller. Like, and I don't mean to be shitting on Spieth Damn really hard it, this Michael. podcast, but like, obviously, like a lot of Kid's guys. A Spieth hater, man. It definitely seems like a Spieth. Up, st- straight up, just talking shit since the jump. <laughs> I firstly, I'm burned, man. I've been rooting for this guy for so long. It's been a long, day, hard road, dude. It started off like it was the gold rush, man. Every time I stuck my hand on the ground, I came up with just nuggets, just loads of fucking gold nuggets. It was, we're in famine right now, boys, and your boy is starving. I'm looking for somewhere to eat, and so he's gonna jump ship to JT's ship. Hey, it's a, a better. Firstly, budget. coming from a guy that is just smooth sailing on the old Fowler Express. Firstly, smooth sailing is a bit yeah, because that's a rocky road. Well, no, no it's said, smooth sailing because it's a very nice boat. We got a lot of money an, coming. Also, in. do they use the word express for boats? Isn't that more for no, rails? We do whatever a, we want. The Polar Express is definitely a rail situation. <laughs> but, you know, you you name your major free boat whatever you want to name it. <laughs> <laughs> and firstly, I didn't jump ship to JT. I've been fucking combating your ass and Brand's ass and Jimmy's ass for fucking years defending JT. I was the lone defender in this house for I've, a long time. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm still not a very huge JT guy. I was going to so say weird we wanna... because his best friend is is Ricky Fowler. Like, <laughs> I thought it was Speed, man. I mean, it's a love triangle situation, yeah. if we're honest. It, I mean, we look at we look at the SBs like they're clearly like they well they were a trio. Yeah. I'm being honest, like, yeah. <laughs> No, I. I don't see. And I we can have Sp- this out another Spieth time. Playing lefty with them out in Florida. You're right. You're right. He's not gotten that in. <laughs> it was COVID. He was at home. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Look, course. I'm not. Yes. I don't want to like really. This is over not a line. Jordan bashing. Of course, it's been event. more of like a shtick for this podcast. But yeah, that's what he wants to say. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm a thousand percent. It, hurt, it, it I mean, it, it hurts the heart, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's like being in love with an addict, you know? Like, yeah. you're just, you're really hoping for them to get out of the hole, like, to clean up their act. And, you know, that bottle Spieth keeps just coming keeps re entering the void, man. You just don't know when he's going to come out. <laughs> I don't um, even know where we were. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you chose we JT for the I did take JT. You were also going to say that you wouldn't want to be Greller. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This was the Dan and Michael situation. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the Griller conversation. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think objectively, no one would want to be Spieth's caddy. Yes. I I mean, Spieth just came out. Spieth offered me a caddy job right now. I would happily oblige. I meant like if every you said no one wants to be Spieth's caddy. Okay. I guess. (laughs) Let me let me let me change. Yes. Go ahead. The money qualify this, of course, because over here. Yeah, I don't want to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. (laughs) That sounds awful. I can't deal with it. Um, I can deal with as much belittlement as I need to to get over multi six figures a year. Um, The other thing being, um, I meant like if every player on tour was offering you a caddy spot, speed would not be my first choice. No, you're exactly right. I don't even mean it monetarily. I just mean just like he's a delicate flower This is going to be a grind. Yeah. I think I could hone him in, get us. You would be more effective than Greller. The thing is, Greller's not there every single practice session. That's where I would be. I would be 
there you know with this? him. I see Speed being so maxed out at Dave. He's there every <laughs> single morning. Like Speed gets up at six a.m. to go work on his stripping. Like I'm for sure of the camp that Speed is working his ass off. He's yes. just not working. He just yeah. Um, but I just imagine Speed going out to you know Dallas National. He, pulls, he and, like opens his car door. I'm and you're in you're his waiting car. there. Just, you're waiting there, rubbing down a bottle of towel. Like let's get started. Let's get it. <laughs> well, and this is also, and this is a little too inside, but this is Dave. He hits a bad shot, and Dave goes, "That damn Kakuya man, it got you." <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. It's We're like, just, no, this is uh, actually that's Bermuda. That's what he wants event. to hear, though. He's like, damn. He's Jordan's like, like, if you say Kakuya one more time. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, if you ever need a new caddy, let me know. Yeah, Jordan Speed. I know you're listening. <laughs> Get his digits. He's here in Austin. He can be at Dallas National whenever you, you right need now, him. I can yeah. tell you right now, if Jordan Speed was listening, he would have stopped by now. With how much should <laughs> yeah, I be talking? No shit. <laughs> or he's been. Or he's the guy that like just wants he's to just hear it. Listening. Yeah. yeah. Then you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> And then I just take credit if he ever plays out. He, he actually picks you for his caddy. He's like, I need that. <laughs> so I we need should him talking shit to me the whole time. We should absolutely operate he under he the. Stands. He said, he said, you're the guy that said I wouldn't have double digit majors. <laughs> he stands on the 72nd green at TPC Harding Park, you know, lifting the trophy and being like that motherfucker <laughs> on that, that podcast. <laughs> so from this point forward, we operate as if Jordan is always listening. Understood. That's the game plan. Hey, Jordan. <laughs> no, man. Jordan's great. Jordan's great. Yeah. I don't mean to berate him. He's one of my faves. Like I said, Wolfpack. Woo. But, uh, yeah, it's been a struggle bus, and I'm of the mindset that <coughs> it took a little bit of convincing for myself because I didn't want it to be true because I did want him to be better than JT because I just felt like he had such a great legacy to kind of continue. Sure. I just, I'm just trying to be a realist here. Yeah. And that's where I'm at right now. And I can be you know, convinced otherwise based on new data. But yeah. This is the data I got to run with. We will. Time will only tell. So to kind of jump deeper into the, the PGA, um, I'm happy that it's starting with the PGA right now. Yeah. Like, I think it's the least important major, but I think that's what we need to get kind of going we're, into this. Let's start and start ramping up. We've shifted up. Exactly. That's just, wasn't it last year the same thing, though? No, it starts with the Masters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, is like I'm I'm hyped. I think, but it was at a different time last year. Yeah, it got slotted between them. Yeah, yeah it got moved open. up. It used to be yeah. the last. Last major. year was the schedule. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm excited for it. I, it's hard to. I've been slowly getting less and less interested in the PGA Tour events as they've run along with the new restart. I think part of it has to do with the fact that the broadcasts have been just terrible. Um, but besides that, we've been itching for a major man. It's been over a year. Since we were in Northern Ireland watching the fucking major at Port Rush, it's mm-hmm. been over a year since we have a major. That's fucking yeah. wild, man. That is, yeah. Like it, it's getting to the point now where I, I feel like there's a chance that I might fall completely out of golf if we didn't get a major. <laughs> right, we, point. we definitely need a major. Um, unfortunately, that it it doesn't seem like it's going to be that exciting of a major because of the venue. Not to mention there's not going to be a crowd, not to mention everything that has to do with COVID. All I'm hoping is that they have more cameras. <laughs> <laughs> That's all 
I get, so that thing you said before about COVID, I wouldn't bank on the extra cameras. I no, mean, there's going to be for sure going to yeah, be more cameras. I would hope so. It's a fucking major championship. But we're also still trusting TNT on this thing, I believe. Mm. Dude, maybe they're going to come out and be like, listen, we're the new thing in town. We got this. Fox is out. Yeah. TNT's in. You know if Barkley's going to commentate it? God, I hope. I don't know if I hope so or hope not. I it would say be fascinating either way. Statement. I had to really, really no, he dig did. deep. He said, God, I hope. I know, but I saw his face and there you is, had another word is, coming. I there's know. no way they bring Barkley, right? They could have Ernie. I think they're sure. not going to, but I hope they do. It would be kind of an adventure. Yeah. I think um, it would be better than anything else. I think he's well suited to do things like the match. The, the fact of the matter is, is that like, I've had more and more time to kind of like think about it, and I just think... Harding Park, named after one of our worst presidents ever, um, <laughs> is going to get demolished by these guys. Like, it's not going to be able to put up a fight. So, it, I think that's probably the case, and I think that that's kind of what they want to happen, is let's just have a boat race and, and see. Because I don't think... That's, that's not like what majors week. are. I yeah, mean, it's going to feel... Like, the only thing... I, I think the only thing they can do to combat this is just to grow the rough out. Like and a that lot. and, and they can US speed. Open. They can try and get as close to losing the greens as possible. They're not going to be able to do it, though. You don't think? Mm-mm. Just with the time of year, like I and just that area. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I've heard is that they're going to try. I think they should just slow the greens down to an obnoxious. Get them rolling like like like, 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 an, like, an, like a first cut, mini. like yeah. a first cut or a fringe length. Yeah. That would be a fringe going, length would be going, quite a oh, twist. Yeah, you're going a, you're going against the grain. And your ball just stops after like a foot, and you, you like not, smacks it. You're you like, would you not see what? a single putter all day. They would just of, be. Go ahead, we're talking over yeah. each other. We're saying the same thing too. You're gonna say a lot of pitching wedges on the green. No, that's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it would not be. It would. It would be really, really variable, and people would get fucked. That other people wouldn't get fucked. It'd be too much. I mean, randomness. people would take a make a mockery of it and say how horrible it is. But it I don't be. even know how we're humoring it <laughs> because it's a funny thing to think about. <laughs> um, but you know, it's I'm okay with it just being something that the players are taking more seriously. That we're going to get higher production out of it, hopefully, and that it's something that's important to legacy. And whether the course isn't quite up to what we want to be. What if they had 200 sets of just wooden clubs for all the guys? <laughs> just like you throw it. <laughs> like when they, they show, show up and they're like, <laughs> all right, guys, go over us. there, collect your co- equipment. They're like, collect our equipment. And they're like, yes, this year the PGA Championship is a little different. We're playing with hickory <laughs> sticks, boys. If you are a lefty, we do have lefties available. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully your manager reserved them ahead of time because we have three sets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would make it more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Kids like, why I, I, are we I on mean, the hickory stick train? <laughs> well, you know, I'm open to all ideas because the PGA has no identity at all. I think I, it would be cool, like a throwback tournament, but it's a major, how it was meant to be played. And they have to carry their own bag. Yeah. <sighs> it It... It remains to be seen. We'll see how it goes. And, you know, I hope the course can put up some sort of fight. I hope it's not just kind of a, a slightly more difficult and better strength of field PGA Tour event. Yeah. Um, the course is cool, but I, I, I don't know how good of a job they're going to be able to 
show it on the broadcast. Sure. It, it definitely has a lot of nuances out there that I, I don't know if they're going to effectively handle because TNT has famously not done a very good job of that. Um, but um, as far as I'm concerned, the PGA is a welcomed event at this point. I'm really excited for a major. Um, any other thoughts on it, guys? I was going to say, does anybody want to update picks? Or are we going with our pre-COVID picks? I mean... Dave clearly... Is trying to try no no he's trying to migrate over to the Morikawa one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think Morikawa has a great shot. Um, I think Webb does too. I think both of those are good picks. Still, we could transition this into just basically taking a look at the betting odds, and if if people, because Dave really considers himself quite the betting aficionado, he's doing it on a regular basis <laughs> yes. now. And if we have to get everyone to, into Dave's betting den, and a, he gives the the viewers, well, you want an update. I was up a lot, and now I literally spent my initial bet just now on Rick. <laughs> so I'm back and that now. That is how the cookie start. crumbles. Yeah. yeah, that means you're due, Dave. That's all. That, I, but I could win this week, and we could be up a lot. I recall talking to Dave several times, like, "Hey, man, when are you gonna pull that out? You should probably pull that." Out. Like, I'm just putting down what I have won, and now he's down to putting down what he initially went down with. So now he's back down to losing money if he loses his bet you know what i chalk it up to kid this was two months of a lot of fun off of fucking 25 bucks there you go all righty so if that was reassuring at all for any of you guys out there we're gonna <laughs> so now, now we're, dave we're, with his top we're, picks we're, <laughs> we're now gonna get you guys into dave's betting den where he's gonna break down who he thinks is gonna have a great week at tpc harding park let's take a look at the favorites um, sitting at the top of the betting odds chart from Vegas is Brooks Kepka at ten to one or plus one thousand. From there, we have JT at eleven to one, John Rahm at fourteen to one. I don't know why, what he's doing up there. He's not even the number one guy in the world. Mm. Uh, then we got Rory at fourteen to one, and then Bryson DeChambeau at sixteen to one. That rounds off the top five guys. Out of those top five guys, the guys that should be essentially shoo-ins to get in this event. Um, Dave, who you feeling? So I have to pick one of those top five guys. I mean, you could say those are all garbage picks in general. I we'll wouldn't do even touch those guys with a ten foot pole. Um, <laughs> I but mean, if you're betting, it depends on what kind of betting you want to do. I mean, when I, generally when I'm betting, I like to make top ten or top twenty bets. I don't really bet on outright winners, but uh, at least that's when I make my money. So. I wouldn't even bet for an outright winner, but that is what I did this week because I bet on Rick to win it outright. <laughs> I don't bet on outright winners unless I bet on outright winners, and then it's Ricky, and it doesn't usually pay. So if anyone still Welcome has confidence in this, <laughs> um, out of those top five guys, I mean, I can extend out to the top ten if you if you feel like you need that. I don't know if Rick will even fall into that top ten, but we can see here. No, so, uh, I would tell you my top two are Rom and Rory, if I'm picking anybody from the weekend, and they're both in that list. Now, is that good gambling advice? Maybe not. Uh, I get odds and all of that. You, but you like the 14-1 to 1 at Rom and Rory versus the Brooks 10-1, to 1, the JT 11-1? to 1? Yes. Or do you just actually think those two guys have a better chance? I think it? those guys actually have a better chance, and I like I the think odds. Really, even with Rory's recent form this since the restart? Yes, I, I think so. <laughs> I, 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 You said you don't subscribe. I still don't love the coming back from a win, albeit a tame party weekend for JT at what really hard to go back what to about back. a comfy t2 from brooks from a double on 18 that's what i'm saying that 
I don't I don't know about a T two. That's still a lot. I, I like a top. Wait, 10. you think it's like too good the week before? Yes, that's a that's a, a that's really grinding. How many guys go T two and then win the next week? Pretty. I mean, it happens more than you think. I, w- I would be curious. I can't think. I mean, I don't have a database. Yeah, to yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. T two to wins. Let me yeah, I, mean, no. I, I mean, I, 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 I just think it's a grind. It, and this is my total made up superstition. I want you top twenty the week before. So well, then neither the John Rom or I Rory know, were top I twenty know, the week before. That's <laughs> all right. That's what I got then. <laughs> I. You want my picks? Yeah, Dave. This is Dave's betting den. <laughs> well, let me fucking speak a little bit in my den. Okay. So, I think that, like I said, Marikawa and Webb are good picks this week. Honestly, those are two Marikawa good picks. Marikawa, 33 to 1, I believe. Yeah, 33 to 1. And then Webb Simpson and is 20 is two 25 other to guys 1. that I think are good as well are... Can you speak why they're good? I think people would like to hear why <laughs> they're good picks. <laughs> no, just hammer that button. <laughs> Just trust me on this, guys. <laughs> well, you got to have good Buy shots. Enron. Buy Enron and buy it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I just think it's uh, you got to have good shots into the greens on this course, and you got to be in the fairways. So I think those guys do a good job of doing yep, that. Yeah, they got good driving off the tee. They're accurate guys, ball strikers. And also the two other guys I was looking at for this are Cantlay, and uh, he has been kind of crazy lately, but your boy Shoffley, both those guys. I like Xander I think, a lot. I think both those yep. guys could win on this course so as well. So our previous podcast about major predictions, I had um, Xander and, and Cantley guys to watch out for at TPC Harding Park. They're both California boys. They're ball strikers. They're going to be – keeping they're gonna be hitting greens regulation for sure um Shoffley is 20 to 1 and Cantlay is 30 to 1 um I don't think they're bad picks either mm-hmm. so uh let's those look those are look. all those are four guys that I think have a great shot this week so those so, are well, all the, ball strikers yeah, well, well I think something we got to touch on here is that none of these are uncomfortable picks these are all be like no one's gonna chastise right. you for picking these guys I mean they are the cream of the crop these guys are <laughs> insane at golf <laughs> I think if you're really going to be flaunting your betting abilities and your and your golf insight, we've got to move a bit further down this bet sheet. I mean, when we start getting down to the triple digits, we start talking about guys like Ches Reevy. Or, <laughs> That's or, what we're here to do is talk about Ches Reevy. Well, if we're doing that, then I think Abe Answer is a good bet. Hmm. Well, here's the thing, Dave. I said triple digits, and <laughs> Abe Answer is 60 to 1, and he isn't. I would say very close to triple. Well, then I, think I think sixty to one is good dark horse value, though, for somebody like Abe. I think maybe uh, either someone like the boy Scotty Scheffler or Wolf. I would agree that Scotty Scheffler seemed to turn a corner after he had been struggling since the restart quite a bit. We'll get into more of that when we wrap <laughs> this thing up with the fantasy, um, because I chose a chef and I have some words to speak on about the chef. Um, so you chose Sky Scheffler as a as a dark horse, being a hundred and ten to one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sky Scheffler played some of his best golf this year during the West Coast swing, and I think it's admirable to be able to pull back in the recess of your mind, just knowing that fact outright, and <laughs> just betting on that instinct. Um, it, and I he's think been playing better this past couple weeks too. For sure. And, you know, Chef Chef Daddy is uh, quite long off the tee, and this place seems like it's one of those courses that you could bully a bit. 
and uh, which kind of dr- drives me to be kind of surprised that no one here is talking about the elephant in the room. And I mean, literally, the elephant in the room. Bryson the bully. Bryson the bully. Um, wh- what do you guys think about Bryson for this event? So from Dave's what shaking his Dave head. Is, that's <laughs> what you want for a podcast is the head shake. <laughs> <laughs> what what my understanding was was the only way they could protect this course is to grow out the rough and to get the greens as fast as they can and make them as hard to putt. So those two things I make mean, they're going to be think, hard to putt regardless because they're going to be bumpy. Yeah. Well, so both of those things me to me to think that Bryson maybe not a contender for the win if he's coming out a long rough and, and struggling to putt. Um, I look for, like I said, some of the other long guys like the Roms and the Rory's, but I don't know Bryson's bombing attack. And if his wedges are off at all, I think it's going to be really hard. I also think just Brooks is, is, has bought a plot of land inside of Bryson's head and he's going for the three peat this week. And Bryson's just going to be thrown off. So I guess we should talk about though. You just picked four second shot ball striker type guys. Is this a second shot course or is this more of a ball striking? Just get it down there. Bomb and gouge course. I just think for, I think all that, I think that they're going to grow the rough out. So I think you need to be in the fairway sure, and you need to be hitting greens. And those are all guys that can do that. And, that in general is gonna get you into contention on hard conditions at a major. Yeah, fairways and greens. Yeah, good golf strategy. Yeah, <laughs> don't disagree. And I think all those guys have the mental capability of kind of keeping it together when they need to as well. No doubt. I mean Morikawa. You know, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with him because he's you know he's so young. Like if he got into that position on Sunday. But uh, that putter's a little erratic in the, the other big moments. The, the other guys, I think they could do it. Sure. I've been trying to search the internet to find out what kind of grasses they were out at TPC, TPC Harding Park because I was wondering if they would be dealing with the grass that Dave is most intimately knowledgeable uh, of, which would be the Kikuya. Kikuya. <laughs> but I There's unfortunately don't Kikuya know. There's definitely Kikuya out in that part of California, though. I could tell you that much. Cool. I was trying to know. <laughs> He's like specifically TPC. no in in this <laughs> little eighteen hole <laughs> area is where it matters. I mean, I'm it, fairly it, confident there is Kikuya <laughs> in the state of California, <laughs> and not just at dispensaries. <laughs> um, okay, so that that wraps up Dave's uh, be- betting den. Uh, we'll have a segment for this. I don't fucking know yet. Okay. Um, I, well, we'll get theme music for it. It'll be great. Yeah. And we'll grab that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get that. All right, let's transition. On. We've already blown through quite a bit of time right now. Um, so let's transition into fantasy updates. Um, I save it for the end because I guarantee nobody out there cares. Zero <laughs> percent. Go ahead and turn it off now, folks. Um, let's go ahead and recap. It's been you know a good restart season. There's been a lot of action. Lots more people in the fields at these events. And there's been a lot of movement. There's been some trades, some cuts from teams. Um, and just to kind of update, here's the standings. We'll start from the bottom and go up. Um, at the bottom, we have the Longfellows, um, which is Jimmy's team. They have a whopping three points. 
which Yikes. just so people out there know, if you get a top 10, your team gets two points. So <laughs> if any season. of your five players, um, his team is made up of Adam Scott, Bubba Watson, Matt Kuchar, Brooks Kepka, and Paul Casey. Uh, the only one who has considerable points for his team is Adam Scott, who had a win this year at Riviera. I was going to say before, because he hasn't yeah. come back since COVID. Yeah, I don't think he has. Um, I hear I'll, he's playing well, though. Is he going to be at the PGA? Do we know? No, I don't think so. Mm, interesting. Um, so Neither let's, is John Daly. <laughs> cool. I mean, <laughs> literally couldn't care less. <laughs> I just thought you should know. Um, moving up from the, the bottom seven spot in the league, we have uh, Team Raw Speed. Um, <laughs> we... I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this team because their owner uh, just left, just <laughs> left. The communication line is refusing <laughs> to take any calls, is not acknowledging that this league even exists anymore because he is so embarrassed by his team's performance. <laughs> I, I can't believe that I even have to spend time on this. Um, this is somehow a guy who has Rory McIlroy on his team and still can't seem to get out of the sixth spot in this league. It's an embarrassment. Um, but, you know, Rory's got eight points for his team out of their collective 11. He has Gary Woodland. <laughs> that's the uh, second, you know, point scorer for his team at six. Jason Day, the guy who claims all illnesses, has three points for his team. <laughs> and they still can't <laughs> seem claims to Claims get... all illnesses. <laughs> and then he has um, Justin Rose is tanking the team down by four points. Uh, negative. He's actually oh, the Rosie. worst person in the league right now. Wow. That's so, actually just incorrect. Yes. Well, no, it's correct. Minus four. I, th I have a minus four. I I'm going to gloss over the last guy. Yeah, but that was the mole who yeah, you've got. It. It. <laughs> <Been dropped. laughs> we'll address it later. Um, yeah. And Max Hunt was on the team at minus two, but he's he's he was a late pickup, and he has some work to do because he's replacing J.B. Holmes, who tanked that team. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Max Hunt was doing his best to lift raw speed up back from, from the depths of hell. Mm -hmm. uh, moving up, one more slot. We have the Dream Team. That's me, baby. Um, feel free to speak on your boys a little bit, Dave. W let's get another update. I know um, the thing has changed a little bit. But, you know, when we were first discussing this last in the pod, your boys um, Hovland and uh, and Wolf are struggling, but a little bit of a face change since the last podcast. Your boy Chucky Three Sticks doesn't appear to be in the locker room, showing his veteran mentality and teaching these guys about how uh, golf works. Yeah, we decided to swap Chucky Three Sticks out with a new vet. Uh, also, a little a little diversity. He's from a different part of the world. He adds a little bit of uh, an accent in the locker room. People just like to hear an accent, especially an Australian accent. And I'm talking about the leash, Mark Leishman. I mean, I can't obviously, believe you just went international. Yeah, I know. It's kind of my deal. I mean, yeah, firstly, there's plenty deal. of international guys out there. He already had a Norwegian have... on his team, <laughs> so let's not wanted. act like he just all of a sudden did that. <laughs> I wanted more <laughs> accent. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Leishman's a pro's pro. He's out there just and you know, shaking that, babies, kissing hold hands. On, let me let me say something. You need to have two people with accents 
because Hovland only had an American accent to listen to. So now he also has an Australian accent. So everyone has two different accents that they're listening to. I don't know if you've listened to Hovland talk, but he definitely inherited the OSU kind of Oklahoma accent. He doesn't sound like Stinson or a different Scandinavian. (laughs) That's that's still just another reason why we needed to bring... You really only have two accents being American and Australian. But no, Hovland has a subtle accent. Whatever. Um, moving up from there, we sneak into uh, the very volatile and questionable locker room of the Klings dynasty. Um, Listen, Mari Kawa is killing it for me. <laughs> you, do you, we can we can reverse. Back. I was going to say, want, do we back want, it up? Do you yeah. want to? I mean, you didn't really get me. Get, didn't get. Let me talk. You about used your team. time a lot to talk about accents, and you spent. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> If, I mean, the most important player on your team right now is clearly Morikawa. Everyone could have saw that coming. At least I saw that coming because you fucking stole him from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Morikawa's got 10 points out of my 13 points for my team. Um, yeah, it's a rough scene. I mean, I've been telling Otherwise. you guys from the get-go, he's the best of the three. Yeah, he just had a win recently, which helped out a lot. And then uh, Hovland had a win for me this year as well. Wolf has been playing better lately for me. Um, he's getting out of his negatives. Do you fear about Hovland's win at the Puerto Rico Open, though? We see how it's just that is a curse. Now. Nah, I mean he just came close to winning the workday. I know, isn't that sort came of a point? Close. Though, <laughs> kind of seems like a Tony Finau situation. Uh, we it, we we're monitoring see. the situation. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are looking at it closely, and we don't know at the moment. Also, while we're talking about your team we have not said a single word about the big cat and he is playing this weekend i mean he's i think he is on your team that's that's all he's got (laughs) he did tiger woods is on the team he He did show up to tpc harden park early he's already played a practice round out there which i think you know it's not bad it's not bad. It could be bad, though, at the same time. Too much <laughs> golf for him seems to be bad at this point. He also went early to Beth Page Black for the other <laughs> PGA to play early, and that's where we saw the first kind of cold snap. Where yeah. it's, when it's cold, he doesn't play it well because he can't get activated. And it is um, supposed to be cold. It is supposed to be cold at TPC Harden Park. The, the temperature is not supposed to get over 70 degrees. Will the glutes fire? I think he – I mean, I, I don't know. I think it should hurt. be a good course I think his back's cat, bothering. I think he's fucked. I think, I think he's done for. I never rule the cat out. That's my hard rule. You don't, <laughs> you don't rule out the cat because everyone ruled him out for years and then he won the Masters. Yeah. <laughs> so um, until he officially retires from golf and he's like, I literally have broken all of my vertebra <laughs> and I can't play golf anymore, then I'll be like, all right, cat. All right. You, can, you can be We done. won't pick you this year. <laughs> it's time. Rest now. Do you have any other words on possibly Matthew Wolf? Yeah, he's working out of his little slump he was in. Do you feel like he's gonna stay out of it or go back into <laughs> it? Or I think he hopefully will keep his form that he's in right now for a while. Do you have any explanation for the three M? How he just fell so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to repeat. <laughs> Do yeah, you, I mean, his game just feels. I mean, the the word I constantly return to with him is sporadic, <laughs> and I'm just wondering if that's if that's kind of uh, 
something we should come to expect from him. Does that feel uh, like Tony Finau vibes too? No, certainly not. Tony Finau is a steady ship. He has a clear, <laughs> a clear area that he hangs out on the leaderboard. I think he'll figure out his game on the tour, and uh, you know, he's got a lot of time left. He sure does. If he can keep his card. Wow. We'll head on up. Well, he's got it for at years. least another two years. I was going to say, I feel like he's going to be fine with his card. Well, actually, one year. He won the 3M, so they it's been a year now. this year, though. Like, everyone oh, yeah. gets another Fucking year. A. Um, so we're jumping up one more place in the teams. We're entering the Klings Dynasty, um, which has, I mean, it's hard to say the most polarizing player in golf when Bryson DeChambeau is trying his very hardest to get that title but uh, the top leading scorer for the Klings dynasty is a man who some people like to call Captain America, which just isn't even fair. It doesn't <sighs> feel right at this point. Um, but it's Patrick Reed. And, you know, he just continues to lean in, into his persona that I don't think it should be a surprise that no one can really get on board with these days. He also is continuing to play pretty well, which I think is going to be a thing for a long time. It's good to have a villain in golf. Did he ever get to that top five player in the world? He spot? didn't. He no. didn't. He got to sixth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> and unfortunately, it looks like that, that five spot is going to become even harder to get into because that five spot is now, I think, Brooks. Oh, no. It's actually D. Holy shit. It's going to be impossible for him to get into the top five. <laughs> right now, we have JT first, John Rom second, yep. Rory third, Webb fourth. DJ fifth, Brooks sixth, Bryson seventh, and then he's eighth. I don't yeah, know. That is he's got to climb battle. over three dudes that might be a bit tough to get over. He's not going to climb over. He's going to draw around him. Mm. He's going to shovel his way underneath them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that's some. he's dragging Clint's team along. He's got DJ who got his win, but DJ's been missing cuts recently. It's... I mean, he's going to stay ahead of him in the, in the world golf rankings, but I is don't know. DJ playing this weekend? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if he's going to he make the cut. Last. I don't know. Well, if no, he's no what I'm saying is he clearly <laughs> has a back injury. He's played the last no, several weeks. No, he just got T12. He just played at St. Jude and played pretty well. He took the yeah. week before St. Jude off. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, and DJ's got six points. Uh, Joaquin Neiman is his next top earner at zero points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's not and then at a shared bottom spot in his team. Two, two great guys, motherfuckers. Two, two guys that are very close to Dave's heart, um, Ricky Fowler and Kevin Kisner. Um, do you have any explanation on Clint's behalf as to why they are such flaming dog shit right now? Uh, not really for Kisner, but for Ricky, yeah, I've got several excuses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fire away. Um, Lots of swing changes this year. You know, we're working through a lot of stuff. Working we, is that an excuse or just he's failing to properly manage a swing no, change? No, you know, it's not an excuse. An excuse you is know, like your dog is... died or like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not an excuse. Maybe excuse was the wrong words, but explanations. Like an excuse. Like if I'm like, dude, if if, if me Rory becomes the worst you... putter on the planet, I'm not like, dude, his putting is his problem. Right now. <laughs> like, of course it is. Yeah. Well. I think a swing change is a reasonable explanation. Yeah, explanation. That doesn't mean an ex- that it's not a I good thing it, or I, a good idea. You're like, yeah. I have excuses for this. Okay, yeah. maybe excuse was the wrong word. I said that a second ago. Okay. Let me explain All right. a few things. Like I said, swing change. New shaft in the putter. 
Don't really know about why that happened. It looks really, really gross, too. Also, yeah, so he's working through some things, but we saw some good form this past weekend, and what do we know about majors? Double the points for fantasy, and it's since true. he's going to win this week, he's going to get a lot of points for Kling. This is Dave talking about someone else's team. <laughs> I love it. Well, I asked him to make... You know, sure. it, to, no, no, no. to discuss it a little the bit, points. but I do think that he will f- will work through the swing change, and it hopefully will help him for the better. And it seems like he is coming into something. Um, he's uh, shown well, some can, good form at the Rocket Mortgage, and now last week, yes, he didn't play very well on Sunday, which he's kind of notorious yeah, I was for. Say. Yeah, yeah, but you know, w- let's see what happens this week. <laughs> All right, that's Fair. enough on Rick. <laughs> yeah. uh, jumping up one more team, we've got Team Pacifica, which is yours truly. Um, leading my squad, I mean, God damn, is he a specimen. <laughs> he is one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> to <Yeah>. say- <laughs> that's a bold statement. <laughs> oh, God. One, to, of the, one of the greatest to deal with this doing. rant. Um, I mean, he has been slept on and slept on. He has taken flack from so many people in this league. And not only did he shut them up, but he shut them up with style. <laughs> with style. I <laughs> mean, he saved your ass in, Sa- in Survivor League. He did. He did save my ass in Survivor League, and I was grateful. And this what has he just... Done for me? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> He's proved your ass wrong, Dave. He went ahead and won this season against a strong field at a hard event. All right? <laughs> At a hard, the scoring average was super low. He fought through some fucking adversity, and he got that thing. So the the fact of the matter is, is that the people that are waiting to hear his name, the guy is Sung J M, and he is one of the greatest to ever do it. One of the greatest ball strikers on tour, I would argue, future major winner. And if I'm being completely honest, he might be the greatest Asian player to ever swing a goddamn golf club. So. You, he wasn't brought up once for a single major this year, and he goes, future major winner. <laughs> I was. I mean, he's young as shit. He's got tons of time. I was fully prepared to get humble to say, thank you, Sung Jay. You've done everything for me. And then, kid, you just went on that rant. <laughs> it got me triggered. Felt like a lot. What did I say that was Maybe false? Maybe just dial it back. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we took it. A couple steps past the line. He's hitting the ball well. He's a great player. What has he done as He just bought a house. Since the restart. I haven't heard much from Sung Jay. He's been maybe making... Some, maybe some whispers from the shadows. Making cuts. <laughs> he's been fucking chugging away, dude, is what he's been doing. He's been eating his chips ahoy, powering through. He's okay. getting ready for this well, week. He just bought a really house. talking him up just a second He's ago. been doing a lot more than Rick, Dave. I don't know. Rick has been in great form as of lately. What? Define great form. I, I mean, I mean, he won within the season. Has Ricky done that? Uh, Ricky last one waste management no. over a year ago. Yeah, well, I'm talking about you know this week. Let's get it going. Let's see who finishes better. Since the restart, do you want to do a Ricky week? Ricky Sungjae who finishes better bet? Yeah, let's do it. Ten bucks. Ten bucks at the PGA. At the PGA, I'm in. So am I. <laughs> Welcome back to Dave's betting den. <laughs> We're in it, folks. Let's go ahead and take a look at the world golf rankings and see where these two fellows are at. We've got 
Ricky Fowler, 32nd in the world. And we have Sungjae. Let's head on up the leaderboard. And here he is at 25th in the world. I would like to look at the <clears throat> events that have been since the restart and who's in better form or is hasn't Ricky missed a cut twice since the restart? Say, I think it's but still he's Sung also Jay. had higher finishes than Sung. I mean t- has Ricky I don't know how well you can Google that, but I do think it's probably Sung Jay. I mean I can uh, I, it's Ricky pretty got easy to look at twelve this week, I think. Whatever, it's not worth spending the time. I mean at the end of the day close. we we'll find out this week. We've got money on the line. And we're gonna we're gonna put it to the test. There you go. And at the end of the day, Song Jay has earned eight points for my team in this league. And right now, for Clint, Ricky's at minus one. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that definitely speaks for the entire season. Song Jay has been a better player, but I think Ricky is figuring some stuff out. And last week showed that he has found something, and then he just needs to get the mental right for this week. All right. Now moving down my my roster to my second best points earner. Uh, we've got Xander Schauffele, who played well this week. He was figuring some shit out. He's been bouncing around. He's been having really strong days and pretty weak days, which yeah. isn't normally his character. But, uh, you know, he's figuring shit out, and I, I, he's he's trending in the right direction for the PGA Championship. And we all talked about how, uh, you know, he's a possible, um, you know, contender for this major. Um, same uh, like Xander Schauffele for possible contenders at the major. Uh, Patrick Cantley is my next best earner on my team at four points. Um, don't need to speak too much on him. He's just a super solid rock of a player. He's you can usually count him always to make cuts and and do pretty solid at most events. Usually top thirties, top twenty fives, if not better. Yeah, we sweated it out a little bit, and then he ended up still making. <laughs> but he did a top make the 15. cut and finish top twelve. Yeah, yeah it, so he he I, finds I, his way. Um, my next best earner after that is Hideki Matsuyama um, with two points. Um, you know, he hasn't been fantastic since the restart. You know, he's been kind of dancing around at different levels. Um, but, you know, he's figuring shit out. Um, and then my spit, my fifth spot that used to be occupied by the chef, um, I unfortunately had to part ways after what appeared to be five missed cuts without any top ten finishes. And he, he was really starting to anchor the team down a bit. And... <laughs> I still stand by Scheffler. I still think he's got a bright future. I still believe he's got a, a, a great road ahead of him, but on behalf of the Pacifica team, <laughs> we thought as a squad it was best suited for us to part ways and send him back to free agency where he could be picked up by a different organization, possibly bolster their team. I'm looking at you long fellows. You guys could probably use someone who could earn you some points. Um, <laughs> but uh, we did. We have a bright future for our team. We pulled in um, some previous really promising young blood from the class the class of 2011. Um, and we chose DB straight vibing. We grabbed <laughs> Daniel Berger. He has been showing great form and promise from the colonial win. And uh, he had a top 10 finish this past week at the St. Jude. So he's trending in the right direction. He's going to dig us out of the uh, little bit of a hole that Scheffler had uh, made for us. But we're going to come back stronger. I think he's gelling within the team really well. Um, most of his teammates are around his same age. So I could see them, you know, kind of all getting out on the boat <laughs> on the key, you know, out on the uh, West Palm Beach or wherever the fuck he lives. And, uh, <laughs> Get out there and just do some deep sea fishing. Get some camaraderie vibe. going. Just that's vibe. definitely what's happening. And uh, you know, I think we got a bright future. I think we're right in prime position to strike for uh, 
you know, moving up the ranks of this league. Um, I'll say that I, I don't know if I expect a win from my team this year. We'll get to that a little bit later. There seems to be a clear front runner. <laughs> there, there seems to be somebody in position 1A. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we'll move on from there. Uh, jumping up to the one spot above me, which is the uh, second place spot, is uh, your team, Ryan, International Fantasy Fusion. Um, care to speak on your squad? I, I do care. We have uh, former and future world number one, Rombo. Heading up the team with 12 points. We got Steady Eddie Webb himself with 12 as well. We do next have Abe Answer, who I think still has a bright future. I think he's going to have some more top tens this year. Maybe a win this year. I don't know. That means the kid can strike a golf ball. So we'll see. Tommy Fleet, who is late to the restart with uh, coming overseas. I still think he's got some more in the tank. And then... We did, have did, uh, did Tommy played the three M right? He did play the three. Did he M. make the cut? He did. Okay, I think on the number or maybe one above it. It was not his best performance. Um, and then yeah, we got uh, J B Holmes dragging up the rear. So that would come as well, a JB bit of a, a surprise for the audience, considering they <laughs> recognize J B Holmes from the Raw Speed yeah. Team. Can you explain how that came to pass? Yeah, um, we had a few whiskeys. And we realized Molinari was a dead anchor. And uh, to be fair, were you forewarned for that by anyone, possibly at draft day? To be fair, JB Holmes hasn't lost you any points. He has not lost me any points. That's true. He also hasn't played very much. (laughs) Yes, we were forewarned. We took a risk. Molinari made me some money back in the day, and I went with it. And uh, we're making up for it. We're still in second place, though. So nobody's got anything to yeah, worry I about. And you got Rom, future number one. I got one Rombo, in the world. future number one. Webb Simpson is an incredible player. Former Answer. and future exactly. number one in the world. Exactly. We're in a good spot. We have a, a cozy second place, which I think makes us zero dollars. But we're in it. It's not over yet. I think you've got a strong candidacy for the uh, – you've got a firm hold on to second place. And if I remember our league rules properly, I believe second place gets its money back. Um, so you would be ending up, you know, with your, your, your dinero back in your pocket at the end there of this. There you which go. At this point is all you can really hope for because as we move <laughs> to the top of the fantasy league, we have Ando's team, which is sitting on a staggering 40 points. Um Ryan, who's in second, is at 24, just to put that into context. I'm in third at 17. So there's no one even within striking distance of Ando right now. And he really owes it all up to the dynamic duo of I Justin mean, if, Rom, if Rom wins this week for one of Ryan's people, though, like that's 10 points right out the gate. And he, then he's at 34, and then he's striking. Yeah. But Webb's going to win next week, day or this That's week. That's on his team. Also on my team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you Perfect said Morikawa. <laughs> um, We're sitting pretty. That's all that matters. I mean, we'll see how this week goes. I yeah. mean, Brooks is going to three-peat, and all it does is move Jimmy's team up from last place <laughs> to last place. <laughs> um, you know – Major season can make some movement happen for sure, but it does seem like with how Justin Thomas's form is right now, with him being the first pick in the draft and being the highest earning points getter in the league right now, 
you know, Andy seems to be a, a little bit clairvoyant because he chose Justin Thomas. And then when it came back around, he ended up choosing Bryson DeChambeau. So he chose the two best earners <laughs> in the league with his two first picks. So, I mean, I don't suspect Andy as being one of the most educated and just clairvoyant. <laughs> My fucking... guy does like to gamble. For what it's worth. <laughs> the, yeah. the, 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 the dude has it figured out. And so, you know, just the combined performance between Justin Thomas and Bryson DeChambeau, if he only had those two players, he would still be leading yes. by more than, what would that be, eight points? Yeah, he'd be at 33. Yeah, so he would be... He'd, <laughs> he'd be, he'd be nine points on me. Nine points. <laughs> um, with just two players. And then he still has Fino. That shows how much those people, they, those guys have been killing it this year. Yeah. Uh, you know? Um, and then he has Tony... I mean, should that? Do you think that should represent that they should be the number one and number two player in the world? Well, no. We have a uh, strong bias toward top tens. And, I mean, top tens mean but a lot. Also, but so do top Rom 12s. and Webb are literally <laughs> just... Which mean absolutely nothing in our league. Yeah. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, is that he has... I mean, a squad we were that just we wouldn't talking have about not too long ago how we thought is Bryson DeChambeau the number one player in the world right now like at the beginning of the restart like and then after he won the fucking rocket mortgage like yeah know, I mean I I they don't could be the number one and number look, two golfer in I the world don't right now. I don't disagree that you know maybe it's worth looking at the Sagarin right now um if if you want to start pulling I already it up. folded up Bryson's not very high on it. Oh, okay. I mean, he's um, not low on it, but he's like so, like five or six or seven or okay. something. I mean, this is pretty recent, what he's doing. He's going to have to prolong it for a little while before yeah. he really gets into number one talks. Yeah, yeah I think they're, they're, world number one and it, playing yeah. the best is different. Um, I mean, that being said, he, he has a team at the beginning after draft day. I looked at it, I'm like, I just don't see this thing getting out of like the bottom two spots like <laughs> jt is gonna have to do a lot of heavy lifting and this was before bryson had like shown what big bryson can do <laughs> and it was all kind of speculation about like oh we heard he was bulking up for 2020 and uh you know it clearly is working i mean we had the photo we have for him in the league he looks like he looks tiny he's a child to, yeah but you know, he, he has those two guys pulling for him, and then he has Tony Fino in his third spot for points earning, who we, we've talked about obvi obviously being consistent, always trying to, like, go for contention at stuff but not pulling through. So it looks like he only has room to grow um, to get more points for his team. Yeah, I mean. And then the two riskier picks for him were his bottom earner, which was Henrik Stenson, who has been stuck overseas for a while, but he's back now. And then, you know, somehow – some way and not to continue to just <laughs> <laughs> just beat a man while he's down as a dead horse. Um, Jordan Spieth has positive points for his team right now. And um, like I said, he's trending up. <laughs> he is doing better than he has in pa previous years. But I believe at the beginning of our podcast, I was saying I'll be surprised if Jordan Spieth comes out of this league with, neutral or positive points and right now he's proven me wrong to an extent he's doing that so you know you know what let's just forget this entire podcast <laughs> jordan spieth is the greatest still he is <laughs> the golden child is here to the, stay the golden child is here to stay and you know what 
shame on me for thinking he was going to have less than 10, 10 majors by the end of his career. Um, no, but that rounds off the standings for the fantasy league. And that's a good update knowing that like the polar ends of our league between Ando's team and Jimmy's team is 37 comparable points, to the Pacific ocean. It is or, just yeah, enormous and, 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 and length. Um, their discrepancy between their teams is more than anyone's cumulative teams between them. So, it's it's pretty wild, and let's transition this into our special event, which is basically for each major you have teams that are head to head, playing against each other, and those who survive um, don't lose points. Those who lose will lose five points from their team. <laughs> um, Ando's team gets a bye because he's number one seed in the league currently. So to just kind of give you guys the matchups, <clears throat> I feel um, good. Uh, I haven't seen the matchups. You've seen them. Well, well the way I, it works, the way that, that works yeah. is that oh, second place, how the format se- seventh place, the bottom of the league, Jimmy would be forced to get playing against the best team yeah. that is in the plan, yeah, 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 which yeah. would be Ryan's team. So yeah. he'd be going against the Longfellows. <laughs> yeah. And I believe, I mean, this might work to his favor, but Adam Scott isn't even going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but he does have Brooks Kepka, and he does have Brooks. <clears throat> You know, I wouldn't say you have it easiest. Um, I would honestly say that um, the boy... Wait, so I can come out of this losing five points? Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ryan will be playing the Longfellows or Jimmy's team. I will be playing Raw Speed, um, Ryan uh, Brandon's team, which would be uh, Rory, Max Homo, Justin Rose, Jason Day, and Gary Woodland. It should be noted that four of his five players have won majors before, and um, that is a little bit intimidating, even though they're not playing great, but they do have that pedigree. Um, My team obviously has, well, now that I think about it, zero majors. So (laughs) (laughs) it'll take take a breakthrough performance from one of them to really – I honestly don't love my chances just knowing that they might be able to have that extra gear that these guys don't have right now. But I do think Xander and Cantley are clear. And, I mean, the future major winner of Sung J.M. is just (laughs) – he's a force. He's right there on the edge. He's already at the Holiday Inn. in the field this week? Yes, he goes to every event that he he can possibly get to. He gets a hotel room every weekend. You never know. I can tell you right now that that boy will be at any tournament he can get to. Um, if he's qualified, he'll go. And then the final matchup um, for these uh, these major specials is Clint versus Dave's team. Um, Dave has Tiger, who is playing for the event. Matthew Wolf, who I believe is also playing for this event. Colin Morikawa, who would be playing for this event. Um, Victor Hovland, who would be playing for this event. All who are winners um, and have qualified for the event. Uh, and Mark Leishman, who I think should be qualified based on world ranking points. Definitely. So yeah. I think all of your team will be playing. And then Clint's team has who Dave believes um, <laughs> <laughs> is going to win this week because of the money he just put down him with Ricky Fowler. It's okay because my team will make enough points off of top tens to overlap that. <laughs> And then he, uh, besides Vicky Fowler, he has Kevin Kisner, Joaquin Neiman, Patrick Reed, and DJ. Um, how are you feeling about that matchup, Dave? Well, I didn't really remember that this is even a thing right now. So, I don't know how I'm feeling about it. Uh, the key is to come out with more points just from like a normal week. Yeah. And that's all that has to happen. 
Yep. Well, let's just assume Ricky wins and then he gets 10 points for that. Seems like we shouldn't do that, but that means <laughs> <laughs> that means I got to let him get, finish. <laughs> that means I got to get at least 10 points off the bat. So that means three of my guys got to get a top 10 and that's 12. Yep. So who are those three guys? So there's Marikawa for sure. If we say there's no T10 of any kind, that yep. means of the 10, you need to be occupying three of the 10 spots. Who are those three ten? Those three guys? I think that it can definitely be Morikawa. Yep. I think it could definitely be Hovland if he has a good ball striking weekend, which he has shown form in as of lately. I love how he hasn't said Wolf. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the last three, you never know. One has some majors. <laughs> the other two don't. I, I think it's actually the only guy on your team has <laughs> all of the majors ever. The funny thing is, is that his team has more majors than anyone else's team <laughs> by like a wide margin. Oh yes, and only one guy on that team has the majors. It's funny how that works out. Yeah, I mean, he might have a top ten. The other three, I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna take. We might be minus five points. Who knows? I don't. So Either it sounds way, like you think Clint's going to be winning this yeah, this matchup because I'll be fine with that because I'll be up a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can pay the fifty bucks for the league or however much it was. <laughs> All right, so that's the uh, the matchups for the week. That's everything in preparation for this week at the PGA. Um, you guys got any closing thoughts or anything you guys want to touch on that are left? Um, not really, man. Uh. I have a just a feeling that it's kind of going to be a lackluster week for what we want, but I hope not. Like it's not really? going to meet the major expectations or it's not going to be a good week at all? I think that it, I hope that they have more cameras. They probably won't, like Brian said. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know if it's going to feel like a major, you know? I just have the feeling that it's going to feel just... They need to do something to make it get the fucking extra feeling. Maybe it will. I don't know, but we'll see. That's fair. I think there's not the hype there usually would be. I mean, again, I mean, obviously it's we're awesome. rolling into Augusta right now for the first major. Instead, it's the PGA and there's no fans and all that. So is it, it more feel- is it more production quality or fans that you're you're thinking is going to make it feel less less than? I don't know. I I don't necessarily I think it's a combination of it all, right? Um you can't really blame it on one or the other. I think that they can most certainly get more cameras and they could do like they could make it like a super exceptional like production, like no fans, they could get tons of cameras out there and just make it insane like so the p- people viewing from home get like this you know major it's not, it's not I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know yeah. it's not going to happen. I know that's not going to happen, but they could do that. Like how many more people realistically would that take? Like they have so many volunteers out there that aren't really doing jack shit. Really? Like, I don't think, do they still, I mean, the there's people running over and placing little flags and fucking balls and shit. I mean, that does seem to be like materially important though. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying like, they can get a 
you know, 30 more. I'm not arguing that they couldn't have more production quality. I, I, do, I do feel like if you're going to do something to make it feel like an important week, like let's get some more cameras on every hole. Sure. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we were about to get pretty amazing coverage and technology and production for the players before all this happened. We were right. going to have the same thing that we had at the masters where you could watch anybody that you wanted they're going to go above and beyond for it. That's also because it was going to the, P- the PGA Tour's crown jewel. They're putting all of their money into right. it. And if I'm being honest, I just don't know how much Turner cares about having the PGA. I don't. I just don't know. Um, we'll see how it turns out. Um, I probably haven't been setting my expectations as high. And for me, the the main thing for this is I just care about the legacy of it all. I just I I for the guys that it really matters for, I think it's going to be. There's a lot of guys that are in great form right now, whether it's Rom, whether it's JT, whether it's, you know, so- someone like fucking like Berger, like Berger, who yeah. doesn't have a major, who has won this season, who's looked good since the restart that, I mean, besides the fact that he's on my team, but just like he doesn't have a major like there. There could be some compelling people that could get their first major. There's compelling people that could do that could three peat. Like there's yeah. some storylines that could be had here that I think would be interesting. A golden so, child rising from the ashes. You know what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's root for that. Yeah. I'm I'm dude, I'm rooting for Speeth to get a major. For sure. Another major. Let's end on that. Jordan Speeth potentially winning winning or going into a playoff with Ricky and they just keep tying over and over again. And then they just call it a tie, and they both win. Well, we haven't annou- we haven't really acknowledged the major thing that that would be is that Spieth would have his Grand Slam. It would be a career Grand Slam. Oh, true for the Golden Boy. That would be a true storyline. And it's good that Rising we're mentioning ashes. this now because he's listening now. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he made it all yeah, two hour. hours of the way through <laughs> to be like forty minutes in. <laughs> this was a test, Jordan. I love you to death. I've been talking shit out of both sides of my mouth because it's not even true. I just want to see if you would make it to this point because you've got this career grand slam. All right. For any of you fucks that have listened this long, I appreciate it. And we out. Peace.